<laughs> I just wish we were in a spot where we could do this more. Oh, like that's, that's amazing, right, dude? Graham Graham Sugar Cookie, what it is from our friend over at Premium Coffee Roasters, Michael. Tell everybody where we got this. They're not a sponsor, <laughs> but they should be because we do spend an exorbitant amount of money at their facilities and location. Uh, but Premium Cost Coffee Roasters is exactly that they are a premium coffee roaster uh located on route 5 in hamburg right at the end of the skyway uh right after the ridge road exit from route 5 in uh technically lackawanna Mm -hmm. i believe uh but they have amazing coffee selections they also have a kind of like a boutique storefront for drinks where you can get bougie drinks um they have dog treats they have breakfast pizza breakfast pizza um and a quick little like merchandise shopping center uh in the middle so premium is amazing that's where we get all of our coffee Mm -hmm. um and we buy it by the pound whole bean grind it because we're adults and drink it black because it's so good and so gourmet that you don't have to add anything. Yeah, which is exciting because they added the stuff in the roasting process. Yeah, it's like incredible. this is this is game game sugar cookie grandma sugar cookie. It's like <laughs> I forgot what the flavors are. It's almond extract for sure, vanilla, and there's got to be something else in there. But like it's greatness, it's so amazing, it's so good. So uh, we have a lot to catch up on. It's been a few weeks. Quick shout out to the sponsors. Uh, and then we'll dive right into it with the useless fact that will lead into our conversation that will likely go to episodes because there's a lot to divulge mm-hmm. to the audience. Uh, so Queen City Creative Works, thank you so much for your continued partnership slash uh, sponsorship. Where if you were looking for personalized branded uh, merchandise or just fun filled things, uh, head on over to the website queencitycreativeworks.com. They, for example, they made a seating chart uh, for both of our weddings. Um, and they also make personalized water bottles, uh, black slate coasters, and bottle openers for us, um, as well as different t shirts and things like that. So we just worked with them for a Patreon care package, which was exciting. That did arrive in the mail for everyone, so they're stoked. Um, and uh, if you want to continue supporting them, they are a local small business, as are we. So head on over to queencitycreativeworks.com and check out their products. Um, they do have a Shop Now button as well for our stuff. Um, Addies, thank you so much for your logo, of course. Of course. I appreciate you. Um, if you are looking for your wine needs for the upcoming holiday season, swing on over to Addies because they do have a incredible selection. So, useless fact, Derek, uh, is as follows. The So, you understand mortgage, right? Uh, kind of. Okay. Well, the word mortgage... For useless fact of the day, Derek, comes from a French word that means death contract. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so that's exciting. So Mort. That doesn't make sense. 
Mort, Morg. Uh, sure. French things. I don't speak French. Some of our listeners do. Some better than others. But that's what we got to, for uh, this episode's useless fact. I'm posting a story right now. That's exciting. So, regarding mortgage, we have news across the board, across the studio, and it officially happened. God, that coffee's just, oh, isn't that wild that like both of this has happened at the same time? Yes. So, kind of weird. More planned for you than it was for me. We were going to wait uh, a little bit, as were you, and then all of a sudden things just kind of fell into place. The universe responded to the requests, and here we are. So, lo and behold, Derek and I are moving. We are leaving. Uh, so long, bye-bye. <laughs> and no, we are not going down to Puerto Rico. <laughs> we are staying local, but we are moving, and we are moving south. So we are excited for that. Still in Buffalo. Just, yeah. Yeah, stay local. Yeah, but like we're not, you said moving south. Because we are. are thinking, that is like, our cardinal Like Florida, direction. bro, and I'm not moving to Florida. No. Too hot. Yeah. Too hot. I would never live south of South Carolina. But neither here nor there. West Virginia. I am moving more into the woods. Uh, Derek is moving more into a uh, neighborhood vibe-ish, I guess you could say. If that makes any Your sense. camera keeps going on and off. Yeah, keep talking. So what ended up happening is Derek wanted to move, as did I. And I did not want to be in my house longer than five years. So what ended up happening is the pandemic. We got through the pandemic. And from there, uh, Derek got his house um, and I... Did you want to stay in your house for five years? Or were you just kind of like, whenever we move, we move? Five years. Okay, so you're on the same page. And then pandemic happened. So, very long story short, Derek started looking for a house. And uh, just to kind of get a vibe and a feel for the market to see what was going on with uh, the banks and things like that. You started a new job uh, in the midst of all of that as well. Which is also kind of insane. Especially from an underwriting Correct. standpoint. But... Cheers. Cheers. And uh, you ended up finding a house after you were kind of like, well, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to stack some cash, um, save for about a year and a half, and then we'll revisit this and go from there because right now it just doesn't make sense with interest rates and whatever. And then your new house came up and uh, there was a price decrease. It was on the market for a little bit, not a whole lot of time. Uh, you walked it. You did a second walkthrough, put an offer in, and it got accepted. Sure did. Exciting stuff. So, how many homes did you look at before this one? I would probably say 15, maybe. Like, we were going quite a bit. <clears throat> we knew that we wanted to be south of West Seneca and north of Angola. Like, that was kind of our yeah. vibe there. And we were looking at a few houses, a lot of them actually within Orchard Park. But the way that Orchard Park <clears throat> was and how it's different for you because you're more of a woodsy guy than I am. But for me, when I was looking at these houses, like the one that I went to, um, it was like a super nice brick colonial house and it was an acre, like kind of the same size that yours is, but all of it was the front yard and the backyard was like a little bit of grass and then woods. Like I want backyard. I love backyard. 
pause, maybe. Um, <clears throat> but we, Jesus, <clears throat> we looked at a lot of houses, and just nothing really made sense from a, like, when I was going into this, it was more of a, let me figure out this camera. I clearly haven't been doing this for a while. Um, I was going into this more of like, I don't necessarily want to do a ton of stuff because I'm spending so much money now. Like, just let me move in. And that was the difficult part about finding a house right now in this market is because everything that was moving ready was going quick. If you wanted to do work and renovations and stuff like that, then it would have been on the market maybe for a little bit longer. But like moving ready houses were going fast. And something that was funny that you and I both noticed last night when we were looking at our listings on uh, the the realtor, realtor app is that pictures matter. And the fact that your house, your current house is selling, sold really quick, and our other houses didn't necessarily sell that quick or have as much interest in those houses because the pictures kind of looked like they were taken on a potato and people just don't want to go see those houses that are like that. So it was kind of interesting looking at both of our pictures because it looked like it was taken by the same person. Maybe it was, no idea. But yeah, it was kind of interesting seeing that. It was it was really fun uh, going through that process together because there was also an element of competition when in reality there almost wasn't. Like what we found is, hey, I'm I'm looking at this house in Orchard Park. It's like, well, I'm looking at this house in Orchard Park, and then they ended up being in the same neighborhood, different street, and one house was like a hundred thousand dollars cheaper than the other house. And I was like, that's sweet. Like yeah. I'm totally cool with that, um, just because it allowed us to kind of navigate the waters together indirectly because we weren't rushing the process um we went through the gamut of different options as in you and i we were looking at homes that had pole barns we were looking at homes that had just wide open yards and nothing but you were sitting on five acres uh we were looking at massive houses massive yards uh that you didn't have to do anything and then we were also looking at a house that needed like a hundred thousand dollars of interior fixes but it was on an insane amount of land right. so there was so many different routes that we could have taken and we were really speaking the same language for the first like six months of the process and then what we ended up getting was a massive compromise like the house that you ended up getting almost made absolutely no sense and i was talking to your realtor about it during the second walkthrough outside you were like running around staring at the brick and just awe and him and I were having a side conversation in the backyard and I'm like, I'm surprised that they love this house because it's the exact opposite of everything he was talking about for the last, like, I don't know, year. <laughs> and he started laughing and he goes, dude, this house is a complete 180 from the 14 other houses that we looked at. Yeah. Like, it literally makes no sense that they love this house. I'm just happy that they found something that they love. What? Why did that switch? Like, what was the shift for you guys into falling in love with that house when it's literally nothing that you were kind of looking for before? So, <clears throat> yeah, we, we were talking about that a little bit, and I, I I think that my previous thoughts of what I wanted, which was like a ton of land and um, privacy. privacy, was just out of frustration for my current house. Because my current house, I didn't have land nor privacy. Whereas now, I don't necessarily have land, but I have more than I have now. And the house is so much bigger that... I feel like I can live in my new house. This house, I don't feel like I can live in. I feel so claustrophobic in this house that we're in right now, which is crazy to say. But like my initial thoughts on what I wanted were out of frustration for what I lack here. And I just did a complete 180 when I first initially started looking. 
because I was frustrated. So the house that I have now is more aligned with what I've actually wanted, but I was looking at houses that are complete opposite of this because I was just so fed up with this. Is, does that make sense? That That's kind of where I was thinking of. And it's not like I don't have privacy in this new house. Like the, it's on 0.65 of an acre. So it's a pretty decent sized lot. It's a huge house. And the left side of me is like the, what you would see is the guy's garage. And the right side of me is all landscaping, blocking out my other neighbor. So it's not like I don't have privacy. Um, it's just definitely a smaller lot. And I would have preferred to have woods behind me, but I have a golf course behind me. So I don't really care. Right. <laughs> right. Like that, that's what I'm excited about. So it, it was kind of a complete 180, but I, it was more of a recalibration to what realistically I wanted because I have to think too. I mean, there's, there's two people in this relationship, right? Like Gina doesn't necessarily want to live super, super far into the woods because she wants to be close to the village, which is fine. I wanted to be more, I wanted to have land to where I can entertain outside. That's really my, cause I'm not a hunter. I'm not like you. Like I'm not, I'm not a dude that would just walk through the woods unless there's a disc golf course there. Right. So I really wanted just land so I can entertain outside and not feel weird about neighbors. So it was more of a recalibration based off of what I've always wanted rather than just an instant reaction, which I think is kind of important for me because I did a complete 180 for this one when I lived in the duplex because I was just kind of pissed at having like that type of a neighbor, like being living in a duplex. So I bought a double size lot and it was kind of an impulse decision based off what was on the market. So I really wanted to think this one through and I'm super happy with where I landed. I'm pumped for you. And the house is sick. It is a sick house. The layout's awesome. Yeah. Um, what was funny, though, because my <laughs> Gina and my realtor, Misha, who's my friend, uh, were making fun of me the entire time because what I I wanted a backyard where I could, like, play, like, entertain. Like I, When I was younger, my mom used to have these parties all the time. We There were, like, annual family parties where it would be a big thing. Like one time we got a pig roast. Like we had a actual roast where we roasted a whole pig and we had volleyball nets, horseshoes outlet. Like it was a huge family party. We had kegs, we had a bartender. It was so much fun. And I've always wanted that again. And having a backyard to do that in was something like, maybe I can't necessarily do like that big in my backyard, but I kind of, I might be able to. Um, but like they were always making fun of me. Like, is this backyard good enough? And they're like, pretending to toss cornhole bags I'm like can you guys just shut up but then everywhere that we went we were looking at this one house in the village of hamburg that didn't have a basement and i mean it had a basement but it was like pebbles on the ground basement yeah. and i'm like i don't know if i want this like i want a finished basement and they were all kind of like you're it's going to be difficult to find something that really fits what you want like you kind of have to compromise on some things and then we found this current house that we are moving into and the basement's just like unreal. Like the basement's so large. It's such an entertaining space because I want to do more entertaining at home. I just can't do it in this current house because of there's no dining room table. The basement is six feet tall. So every time I like jump, I hit my head and get a concussion. Like I just, there's just so much that was I wanted in this new house that I didn't want to compromise on, but it, it ended up working out really well for us. Were you and Gina having conversations like that where? you were kind of laying out your your left and right limits on what you wanted and then you started looking all across the spectrum and then there's barely any compromise in the house that you actually bought because that happened to us yeah yeah i i think so we looked at a couple houses that she really liked 
on uh, Realtor, and then we looked at a couple houses that I really liked, and they were kind of, like you were saying, the ends of the spectrum, just to go look at to see if this would be kind of like, you know, like Property Brothers and those other shows where they're like, let's go look at a $400 million house and see what features you like in your current house. Like, that is kind of what we did. We looked at this outrageously expensive house just to get a feel of if we wanted super, super, super open concept. Um, where like every every wall was blown out and there was no seg like segmentation from any of the rooms, so we did some of those to more formulate what we actually wanted to hone ourselves in on because I did not want to be a Tom dude. I didn't want to look at forty thousand houses just because I want to look at forty thousand houses. I wanted to look at just like ten houses because I have am so targeted of what I want that I don't have to think about things anymore. So yeah, we did some of that. Gina is very in the moment impulse not impulsive but like in the moment so when we were looking at some of the houses she was like oh my god i love this house i'm like well take a step back and let's look in the context of what else is on the market and what else we've looked at do we really love the house or we do do we just like it because it was better than the last one so that was more of the the discussion that her and i had to have a lot was setting expectations on what we actually thought of the house in the grand scheme of themes things versus what we thought of the house versus the last dumpster fire we went to that was our biggest kind of discussion point yeah what was yours like what was your house buying process like how many did you look at around the same yeah uh what we ended up doing is drive-bys and instead of wasting the realtor's time of a walkthrough we're trying to coordinate with the selling agent and like getting any hopes up or anything yeah. like that we would just do a drive-by and then that drive-by kind of really answered a lot of the questions up front and it eliminated a bunch of houses which was awesome um it sucks in today's world because gas is what gas is but whatever like it's worth it so Colleen and I have always had conversations I mean we've been together 10 years 10 years yesterday mm -hmm. which is crazy um married for three and we've always had conversations about elements of a forever home and what it actually looks like over the course of our relationship and she comes from a neighborhood uh think of like a more woodsy blend of howard and pine lakes like the homes aren't massive like pine lakes but they're slightly bigger than howard development yeah. And there's more woods and more trees because it's Liverpool, Syracuse. Mm -hmm. So that's what she's used to. And then it's more of a colonial home feel where a formal living room, formal dining room, bedrooms, like multiple bathrooms. And like she's used to that layout of a home. So over the course of our relationship, she's asked me multiple times, like, what do you actually want? And I said, privacy, peace and quiet and just a place to decompress away from the world because I deal with people nonstop yeah. at work and i'm just over it like i want to go home and it's like my retreat like i just don't want to deal with anything i just want to live in a quiet place and just decompress and she goes okay that makes sense which always kind of led us to woods and then we had the conversation about okay let's just have an open and honest conversation money doesn't matter what towns actually feel right and it was unanimous where we don't want to live in the North Towns. Mm -hmm. Like, I hate traffic. I hate strip plazas. I can't stand sitting on transit road for 20 minutes to drive a quarter mile. Um, I understand the convenience of the North Towns. The hospitals are in the North Towns in the city. Like, I get it. Not us. Like, they're not our vibe. It's not our people. Like, we're just not North Town people. Um, 
North towns get significantly less snow, though. Yes. That was the thing that, like, yep. that was never in consideration for us to move to the North towns. But when we were looking, walking through some of these houses and we're like, there's snow damage here. There's snow damage here. I'm like, maybe Lockport doesn't look so bad. <laughs> Correct. Um, and that's why one of the towns that we ended up looking at um, on a map anyways was like Clarence. And Clarence doesn't get a ton of snow, but you can also get woods. Yeah. But I also do a lot of work in Clarence just through work. So I would go visit job sites and just stand at, like, I would stand in the front yard of the person's house that we're doing work at, and I would just think about it for, like, 42 seconds. Like, nothing crazy. I'm not yeah. wasting time at work. But I would stand there, and I'm just like, what? Like, do I feel comfortable here? Does this feel right? And I would just pause, and I would just look around, and I'm like, it's nice. It's quiet. Like, I'm slightly decompressing um, just from, like, a hectic day. It's just not – something's off, yeah. and I don't know what it is, but something's off. And I'm like, okay – and granted, I'm from the South Towns, so I think that there's definitely a part of that. Uh, however, every single time we do anything in Hamburg, it just felt right. Yeah. So everything about it felt better, more comfortable, more our speed, um, and just, I don't know, homier, mm -hmm. I guess. So that was the element. And then from that point, then we started talking about streets. Do we want to live on a main street? Do we want to live off a of main street? What's the speed limit of the area that we want to live in? Um, what school district? Like, and then we, once we went from, okay, no North towns, what school district do we really care about in the South towns? And then it was just kind of like, it, it, you don't really lose. Yeah. Like in Buffalo in general, any public school, you really don't lose. Yeah. Um, except for like onesie twosies. But Either way, like your kid's going to get a good education in public schools and then you can always go private or whatever. So then we're like, all right, well, we'll do that. So we met with our realtor and I laid it out. I said, dude, I want to come home. I want to chop wood. I want to smoke a cigar, drink bourbon and build a fire like the must haves in the next house is a wood burning fireplace. I need to have that. Like that's that's a no compromise thing. And he goes, okay, what else? And I was like, an attached garage would be sweet. Um, a detached structure would be ideal if there's an existing pole barn or the opportunity to build a pole barn because for two reasons. One, I always wanted a home gym that I can just like bang weights in and blast music in. Yeah. And then two is a studio space. And is that two things? Bang, weights, and studio <laughs> space? <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But... That was that was that whole aspect in conversation. Colleen was totally fine with that and on board. And I also wanted the like a pole barn for a separate parking space for my used dream car that's forty thousand dollars. Right. You know, like it's not this insane materialistic item. Yeah. So um and I was like, that's it. Like that's literally all I need. So we start our home search and we're going across the world checking things out and then we land on a colonial home that's two stories and there is no backyard there is no grass in the backyard period it's straight up woods to the back of the house mm -hmm. and it goes back for an acre and then i have 0.2 of an acre in the front yard and so i'm on 1.2 acres there's grass in the front um four bedrooms three bathrooms unfinished 
poured foundation basement, no sump pump, no drain tile. I'm on a hill. That was the other massive thing that I wanted. I wanted to live on a hill because um, I want water to get away from this house and I don't want water problems. And then it was weird because as we walked through the house for the first time, I well, we did a drive-by first off a main road, dead-end street with a cul-de-sac at the end. There's a total of like eight or ten houses on the street on both sides, like complete, that's it. Um, and we're surrounded by woods. And I was like, okay, so do a drive-by, and then I park, and the 219 is somewhat close because it's Boston, so it is what it is. Like, that's just Boston. Yeah. Um, so I park in the cul-de-sac and roll the windows down and just sit. And I was like, all right thoughts and she goes i mean i kind of like that it's almost like a neighborhood ish vibe and i was like yeah like what you grew up with um surrounded by trees also what you grew up with because that's her dad's lot he's got trees surrounding the house um but he's got a huge backyard and a pool and like whatever um and she goes yeah i like that and i said i like the fact that it's smart it's a hamburg zip code it's in boston but it's hamburg schools so we're paying less in taxes. We're in a great school district. We're three minutes from the main intersection of Boston and the 219 is three and a half minutes away. We're three minutes from a liquor store, 12 minutes from a car wash. I was like, I, like I'm good. Yeah. Like, I got everything I need. Like, there's a gas station at the same intersection as a liquor store. So, like, I, I'm good. And she's like, okay. It's like six minutes from the village. Have you been to the liquor store yet? No. I... I'd, I've done multiple drive-bys, but I haven't walked in and scanned, haven't checked anything out. But um, Did you go bourbon hunting, bro? Yeah, right. You got anything in the back? Wait, do they got any weller there? So um, she goes, okay. I was like, I think we walk it. And she goes, yeah, I agree. I was like, okay. First walk through, we have a panic attack because I'm standing there in the kitchen and looking around. And the house is moving ready with... An insane amount of potential to do whatever you want, but it's functional. Yeah. It's already ha- like it's already got a hung sewer. Um, the basement we'd have to finish. Okay, whatever. Um, and then you can literally do anything. Like we can, and it's all outside related, which is super exciting. Like we can build out the whole back of the house, build our dream entertainment space that with it's got like a deck, a hot tub, like whatever. Um, and of course, we're here for you know the next two and a half decades. Right. So like, there's no rush, and we can be smart about it. And we can work with different contractors. There's it comes with a heated roof. I'm talking about snow damage, but it comes with a heated roof. Mm-hmm. Like that's amazing. So um, attached two car garage that's got his and hers garage doors, which I love. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Um, so then I can continue the debate with his side, her side. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Does it have to match like your bed? Like you're, you sleep on the right side, so you need the right side garage. <laughs> no, I'm actually. Um, that's a good question. I mean, I would probably give her the left side because it's closer to the door and it's easier for her. And then I'll just it's take adorable. the right side. Yeah, I mean that's my that's like, my first thought. What about like if a murderer comes in when you're getting in the car? Like who's gonna get killed first? <laughs> you know, you got to think of this stuff, dude. There's gonna be guns and bar carts <laughs> everywhere. Where do you where do you guys sleep right now? Like, do you sleep towards the door for that? I mean, not for that, but I do. I don't think it's a discussion, though. 
leave? <laughs> Worst case, nudge me. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, Ray. It's a it's a Chris Porter skit. Jesus Christ! I know. If you out of context, people are going to be like, they're joking about this. It's a yeah. Chris Porter skit. Relax. Yeah. If you've never seen Chris Porter's Always Angry, I believe his stand up yeah. for that is called, then you should watch it because it's hysterical. But yeah. um, no, I yeah, I I just think that would naturally be it. So, anyways. The house has an insane amount of build-up potential, and Colleen's absolutely obsessed with that, and it comes with a wood-burning fireplace. Mm. So we're set. Like, we're good to go. Um, then we do a second walkthrough. So the whole team shows. I bring a master plumber. I bring my buddy from work who took the home inspection course um, so he knows what to look for and, like, what to do. So we're going through this whole house, flashlights, laser levels, like, everything, um, checking everything out spot a bunch of different deficiencies and then we put in a like an offer that I really did not think would get accepted at all. Like we're asking a lot of these people and they're like, yeah, accepted within like six hours. Damn. And I'm at work and then he texts my realtor texts Colleen and I in our group chat and he goes, they accepted the offer. And I'm like, oh, so I'm like at my desk. I read the text. I just stand up and Chris is next to me. I just stand up and I'm like, oh, uh, I'll be outside. And I just leave the room. <laughs> no context. And he's just like, okay, is everything okay? You got the house, didn't you? And then the door closes. And I'm like pacing outside in the parking lot. And I'm like, okay, um, seriously? Seriously. So then I like retract back to old Mike, who's having an absolute meltdown. And then I immediately call Colleen. And she's like laughing. She's audibly laughing on the phone. Because you guys didn't think you were going to get the house? Not at all. Okay. And she goes, Uh, so we just bought a house, bro. And I go, We just bought a house. <laughs> and she goes, Now what? And I was like, Now I cancel the carpets for Andres. We sell Andres and we move on. Like, I don't know what else to do. Like, mm -hmm. we just have to sell our current house. And she's like, Okay, it is what it is. And then. That was it. Like within, I don't know, 13 hours, we listed the house. Like we made the decision to list the house. Yeah. And then within four days, I was putting the sign in the front yard. And then my neighbors were texting me. And they're just like, hey, what's, what's going on? I was like, we're leaving. <laughs> like, we just bought a house. See ya. Yeah. Like we just bought a house. Yeah. Um, and then it was just a marathon from there. Like it just, well, it's more of a sprint. It was like a sprint mm -hmm. series. Yeah. And then from there, and it's just never stopped. It's absolutely insane. But what's even more insane is we weren't looking to do anything until the middle to end of next year. Yeah, us too. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, well, me and Derek are looking at houses together, which is really cool because like we're bound by contract. <laughs> and then you bought a house, and then like a week and a half goes by, and then we get our house. And yep. I'm like, this is just ridiculous. So now we live in the same town, which is dope. Yep. And um, we basically met all of our needs. You got what you wanted. We got what we wanted. Which is crazy because we didn't think it was going to happen in this day and age um, at all because yeah. there's like zero inventory and it just worked out and we got a very, um, we got a very competitive offer on a house that should not have been accepted, get accepted yeah. for a new house. Like we, I don't know why they took our offer. I really, dude, I don't know why. Yeah. Like it doesn't. Even my realtor was laughing. He's like, so uh, I'm going to quote my son who's like 12 and I go, okay. And he goes, first try. And <laughs> he goes, this is not normal. 
um, this is going to help your stress and anxiety automatically decrease because yeah. you're non-contingent, quasi-contingent. But at the same time, like the way we can line this up, you're in a really good spot and they're helping you out, which it's that's not normal. Yeah. Like these these type of bids don't get accepted. Yeah. And I was like, I all right. I mean, there's a God somewhere. Because it's crazy. It is crazy because that's kind of the same thing that happened to us. We have we didn't put in an offer. This was our first offer too. Because we're just like, let's I didn't want to go through that whole thing where we're sitting there putting in offers and getting denied and all that. Like I wanted to put in an offer that actually meant something. And uh ours is same thing. Like we're non contingent. We're gonna keep this house for at least another three months so we can clear it all out and clean and like redo some stuff before we list it. But yeah, man, Hamburg, Hamburg bound. Let's let's uh, wrap this episode up. I'm I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, all y'all enjoyed our uh, discussion around houses uh, and us moving. There, elephant in the room. We haven't been the best with recording. We understand things have kind of been coming up. We're busy people. We're gonna try to get back into a normal cadence. Hopefully, once we get these new houses, we build a studio. We have something set. A little bit easier to work around and we can have guests in there like hopefully everything is much better going forward we're going to try to keep up doing whiskey reviews on wednesday they're back on this channel now which is sweet um and episodes on monday interviews on friday once we get to them um hopefully you all enjoy this stuff let us know if you're here for the ride because it's going to be a wild run mike what uh what's going on so <clears throat> next week's episode uh, we're going to be talking about the studio ideas that we have, and there's going to be some elements of mad libbing, which is going to be great, but it's good content for all of you to, to hear, um, and see just so that you're getting live updates and, and our thought process moving forward, just because the studio is a huge topic of discussion with yeah. the wives for what are we doing? Um, have you guys thought about this? They know we're not stopping right. the podcast, which is why it's a big conversation, which is so much fun for us. Not that it's a challenge. They're not mad at us or anything like that. It's just really cool to, to dive through uh, these waters, the four of us, mm -hmm. and um, five of us, including Ava. And if you want more information on the studio and more progress as we continue going, go over to patreon.com slash Buffalo Happy Hour. We're a little bit more involved and in tune over there where we're talking to people one-on-one, -on -one, putting posts up and all that stuff. So head over there to patreon.com slash Buffalo Happy Hour if you want more regular updates. We will see you all next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, apologies for the delays. We'll talk about it more next week, but we will see you all next week. Thank you all. Please remember all your drinkers, bonds, and be a good person. And Michael, do not litter. We're out.